Hey guys, thanks for joining us for another podcast with Dave Petty and myself today, Dan Weber. We're going to be talking today about the month of May, the types of parents you're going to be talking to on the phone, and the importance of lead conversion. Please note the recording got hit some connection issues a little bit, but stick tight. It'll come back and it'll continue through perfectly. So with that said, we're going to introduce Dave Petty and get right into it. Dave, thanks for joining me again. Hey, Dan. Good morning. Morning. This is a uh, really exciting podcast because a lot of my franchisees this time of year have been telling me that they feel like things have been slowing down a little bit. And I keep telling them not to let off the gas because May is here tomorrow and things are going to start getting really busy. And uh, the focus of the podcast today is to really kind of talk about the seasonality and the types of parents that we've been dealing with this year so far and then to really get into the three types of personalities we're going to be dealing with for the next month uh or you know 30 to 60 days so dave why don't you start us off with kind of what kind of seasons we've gone through so far this year sure happy to do that dan you know i was watching a movie the other day uh, probably a movie you would enjoy dan if you haven't seen it already but the movie castaway with tom hanks (laughs) well said (laughs) (laughs) exactly but it was interesting, the, something I didn't catch the first time I watched it in theaters and I was watching on DVD is, uh, you know, he works for FedEx and, and he talks about, you know, when he goes to, uh, you know, this new place in the movie, you know, he's this guy who kind of keeps everything on track and he works for FedEx and, you know, offices that are behind and offices that aren't keeping up with the schedule, he comes in and he's kind of like the fixer and that's his role. That's his job. And he has this famous thing that he always says is everything works on the clock. And you see him in the movie kind of focus on the clock and everything has to do with kind of the rhythm and, and the timeline of getting these packages delivered, obviously on time and and, in the right manner and to the right people. And then, you know, the funny part of the movie is that, you know, then he goes and he gets, if you haven't seen the movie, I'm sorry, I'm going to ruin it for you, but he gets on this deserted island and he, you know, has to kind of live in this world where the clock means nothing and there is no clock, you know? And so that's kind of the point of the movie is maybe one of the underlying themes of the movie is that we can be so focused on the time until time doesn't really matter anymore. But this idea of that everything works on the clock, um, in our modern world and, and just in not even our modern world, just the world as it turns works on the clock. There's seasons to everything and the earth kind of the sun moves around, you know, spins around the, the, the sun and, and we have seasons and maybe not in Austin, Texas, where you are, but you know, in the great old Midwest and the East coast, they, they experience winter, summer, spring, fall, and, and the seasons are, there's kind of a rhythm to it. And, when you think about traffic, you know, traffic, there's a rhythm to traffic. You know, some people in where I live, Los Angeles, won't go out at certain times because of traffic, because there's a rhythm and there's a yeah. pattern to it. Um, you know, we have some good friends. She's pregnant right now. And we've been walking kind of through the rhythm and the schedule of being pregnant. And from first trimester to second trimester to third trimester. And, you know, her doctors tell her different things at different times. And this is kind of how the world works. And mathnasium is no different that we as Tom Hanks says in the movie Castaway, everything works on the clock. And mathnasium is no different, that we have a clock and we have a timeline that we work in. You know this, Dan, but I'll, I'll share it for the audience, is that there's five seasons at mathnasium. 
um, there's the back to school season and that lasts from somewhere in August, uh, maybe, maybe late July to, you know, sometime in, in right around Thanksgiving time, that third week in November, that fourth week in November. And then it switches to the holiday season and the holiday season is one of kind of people are more focused on Christmas or more focused on family um, schools is there's a school break, obviously naturally school break for Thanksgiving and Christmas. So sometimes the tension there wanes a little bit for education. Then there's the mid-year season, which we just came out of, which is January through sometime in April, you know, early to, to mid April. Uh, and then we're at this season right now, Dan, where we're at before summer, which is the fifth, fifth season or, or fifth part of the, yeah, the fifth season of Mathnasium. But we're in this, this time called final season. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's kind of the combination and the culmination of a lot of different parents and different students all coming at one time. But from right now, you know, end of April, mid to end of April, all the way through May and into maybe that first week of June before summer really kicks off is this time that we call finals parents. And so the time to slow down is not now. You know, this is kind of the crescendo of our season where you have the year round students that are going to come all the time. Then you have parents who are calling for summer because they start to feel, you know, I was at my daughter's school the other day and it had, I think 28 days of school left. I mean, people are like literally counting down the days until the summer. And so parents are starting to feel like, Oh my gosh, what are we going to do for summer? We have to get our summer plans. We have to get our vacations. We have to get our summer school planned. We have to get into after school curricular activities and programs. So, well, not even after school, just, you, you, you know, extracurricular activities, activities that will replace the school. <clears throat> and so they're feeling this, this kind of um, angst maybe a little bit. And then you have what we call finals parents. So you have kind of the two, two ends of it. You have the year round, then you have the summer. And then right smack dab in the middle are these finals parents who this has been a, a systemic problem for the whole year is that the math grade has not gone up. The kid has been struggling. This is something much deeper than, oh, mom, I'm, I'm failing this test. It's something that they've parents have delayed and delayed and delayed. Students have delayed. And so now they have this maybe a, a C or a D. And the parents will come in and say something like, uh, hey, you know, my kid is, needs to pass the, his class. If he doesn't pass math, he's not going to gra- you know, graduate or he's not going to get into the next grade or he's going to have to go to summer school. And so May is kind of seen as this, what we call finals parents, the parents who feel a lot of angst because either their kid are taking the finals and there's concern that they won't do well, or this has been a problem all year. And, and eventually now it's caught up to them where they're in trouble of not graduating or, or there's a risk of them not graduating. Yeah. Or there's just, or there's just parents who are concerned that, and they want their kid to finish strong. And they understand that this time of year can, you know, the, quote unquote senioritis can hit and maybe not even you're not a senior but that kind of feeling of man I can't wait for summer and I who cares about the schoolwork and and they want their kids to focus they want their kids to have a little extra help so this is the season that we're in and it's so important that we uh, you know get on the phone I know you want to talk to that a little bit more Dan but get on the phone and hustle up the hustle up the leads and and don't be afraid to call and because you understand where parents are coming from you understand that they're looking for areas where they can where we can come alongside them and help their students. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, taking it like a little bit further. So now we've identified the three different types of people 
a special note to anyone listening in Texas, specifically Austin. I got a one of our franchisees out here texting me this morning. He said he, he forwarded me a text that one of his parents sent him, which was star test results come out today. You'll probably get a ton of phone calls. So, I mean, you could almost lump state testing in with finals because it's still kind of the same deal where you've got high school parents looking and you've got uh, elementary students who are parents who are concerned about their student being behind and using summer is a great way to get caught up. So a little bit more of let, I would like to talk a little bit more about signing up summer leads um, from my, my always, my experience was always to get them in when they're in like the second they walk in, even if it's for the risk-free assessment, but they, they really don't plan on starting until June, get them to pay today. Um, sign them up, get the money up front, um, get them to pay for their future investment. Otherwise, they might not come back. They might find something else. They might not. We have to get, you know, a little skin in the game. And so whether it's, hey, you know what? What we can do today is uh, say they come in today and they're interested. They want to do your summer program. Have them pay for the registration and materials today. Or, you know, have them pay for the registration and see like, hey, do you plan on starting before the summer program? I can prorate you half the month or I can prorate you a week or, you know, whatever it is, get them to put some money towards the program today, even though they may not be starting for a month because putting, getting them invested is so important. Um, I've heard some franchisees, not everyone, but some will say, Oh, so you love the program. Why don't you come back in June when it starts? Um, and then some of those parents don't come back. Unfortunately, they find something else or they, some parents might feel like, Oh, they don't want my money. Uh, I don't know, Dave, have you ever been in a situation like that? Actually, you were just sharing a story earlier about that. Um, but like, you know, get the money up front, get the people signed up, whatever it takes. But if they're going to be a summer only or a future, just make sure you get them invested in the program. So, yeah. uh, Dave, talk a little bit about handling the final leads. Like, how would you get them to get started? Yeah, so I think just a comment on that and then, then to answer sure. the finals, I, I I think it's so right, Dan, of, of, you know, making sure that we're committing to, or, or, or you know, having parents commit showing interest. There's a reason they're showing interest and they, and they want to commit. And a lot of parents in their mind, they just want to mark, you know, marked off. And I think it's so important that, that we, if they come into our center or they call that we get them to come in and we get them to, pay and enroll and have skin in the game because a lot of times parents will show interest right. and then that interest wanes if we don't get it right away. I was in a situation the other day where I wanted to buy a product and I was sitting down and I said, okay, I want this. And the lady looks at me stone cold in the eyes and she goes, okay, so why don't you go ahead and go home, fill out the application online and then we'll see, you know, and then we will give it to you. And it was like, <laughs> I was clearly qualified. I mean, they could have done all of this face to face, but but they're saying go home and 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 it's like, well, I'm, I want to do it now. Like I'm ready to buy. And it's the same with if summer parents come in, even if you have to say, hey, look, we'll give you a week free. We'll give you two weeks free or, hey, can you come in a couple sessions? You know, kind of start them off by saying, I'd love to enroll you. Let's do the paperwork. And oh, by the way, if you have a couple of days that you're free, why don't you come in? You know, it's not going to it's only going to help you. It's not going to hurt you. And as the owner or the CD, you should be offering that because you want to um you want to have your place be inviting and welcoming. And anytime somebody shows interest, even if it's two or three sessions early, 
it's still a good thing because those parents are committed. They're wanting to come in much better than the alternative, which would be to say to them, okay, Listen, we'll go I home and then come back it, June 1st. Before you make enroll. any financial like decision, the, I'm sending you home. <laughs> yeah. It, and just a, just a really simple sales point. But if somebody's coming in, right. they're already giving you reason that they want to buy. Right. Because if they didn't want to buy, they wouldn't be coming through your door. And so there's a reason that they're there, and that's an indication that they want to buy. So you should take that as, hey, how, hey, let's, why don't we just get this box checked off? You don't have to come back in. You can start. You can do the assessment, or we can schedule a time for you to do the assessment. Yeah. Or you can do a couple of free trials, you know, whatever. <clears throat> you, can, you can navigate that. But if they're showing interest in buying, get them enrolled. Now, for finals parents, here's the thing about this. You know, when we talk about inelastic and yeah. elastic price, if you remember that from economics, um, you know, there's certain products in this world that the price is just inelastic. It doesn't matter the price. Uh, you're, you're going to buy it. I often use gasoline as a good example. So let's say Memorial Day is coming up, Dan, and you know what's going to happen in Memorial Day, what, what Shell and Chevron and 76, what they're all going to do. You already know what they're going to do. They're going to raise the price on gas because they realize everybody's going out of town. Everyone's going to fill up their RVs. Everyone's going to, you know, fill up their trucks and cars and they're going to go travel. And, you know, collectively, if we raise it 10 cents or 20 cents collectively, that's going to mean a lot of dollars in our pocket, uh, you know, because everybody's we're doing this. Now, what's going to happen at the pump? Plan a little bit, but we're still going to have buy the. Okay, can you believe this? Yeah. Glenn, <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. You're going to. Yeah, exactly. You're going to shrug your shoulders and you're going to take it because you want to go on the trip, you know, and. You're gonna you're gonna be slightly pee. Maybe you don't even notice, but some people, oh my uh, gosh, I'm gonna pay an extra four dollars. Ah, oh, you know, and then you're gonna do it anyway. And it's the same. It's 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 a little bit like that. Of, you know, I'm going to do it no matter what. Uh, and so, when we talk about final season, you're talking about a very inelastic price. You'll have parents that will call you, and say, "Here's my credit card. I'm coming in. You can't stop me. Don't even try." And to you, to which you respond, of course, absolutely. Um, in summer, there might be a little more elastic price. The price might bend a little bit. You might, in the middle of July, might take a deal that you would never take in April because, you know, you're trying to fill the center and you're trying to make payroll. You're trying to make budget. You know, you're, you're doing all these great things of business ownership. Um, and the, the price might change, you know, the elastic, the elasticity of the price might change. But right now, these parents will call you and price is a concern. But their main concern is I need to have my student be helped. And this is what's so great about either selling a package program. Maybe you sell 10 package, t- 10 sessions or you sell the normal program, but a month version of it or you sell four membership, you know, four one on ones with a monthly membership. You know, you kind of get creative here. But parents will pay the price that you're asking because they need the product. The price is inelastic. It will not stretch or bend because the the pain and the fear is greater than the price that they're going to pay. And so parents, finals parents will literally call you yeah. that day and say, I'm coming in at 3 p.m. And you, all you got to do is say, great, we have the paperwork here. We're happy to sign you up and get you on your way. And so while it's a short season, it's a very lucrative season because parents are willing yeah, to and I think it's, uh, enroll. Uh, it's just, there's going to be a lot going on. And I think it's important to remember that, you know, we, we want to satisfy their, try to satisfy the immediate concern, but then show them the mathnasium program, you know? Um, 
you might get, you know, if I, sometimes when I would get a phone call about, you know, a high school student struggling with homework, I wasn't going to go straight to the assessment. I'd, I'd go straight to like a 30 minute free trial. And that would kind of give us an idea if it was a good fit for, for both parties. And if it was a good fit, we'd get the student started on an assessment and explain the rest of the program to the parents. And, and they'd usually pay over the phone right there. They're like, can they just finish that? And like, yeah, no problem. Um, but you really want to satisfy that immediate concern and then unleash the Mathnasian method. Yeah. But then maybe you can. T- yeah. We'll talk about that. Cause I think that's really valuable knowledge. Something you do really well is yeah. so, taking the initial you know, right concern, but parlaying that into a summer membership or, algebra, or maybe even you know, more. It's got to be, we want the a, or we're just trying to get it, get him to pass. Um, it's really tough to, meet their expectations with the assessment because that's not what they're looking to do right now. It's a lot different from an elementary parent who's being more uh, proactive versus a high school parent who's being very reactive. Um, and we want to identify that. And if, if you get on the phone and tell someone, well, the first step is going to be a 90 minute mm-hmm. written assessment. Uh, they, they probably not, that's not probably what they're looking for. They're going to go to tutor shack down the, down the street. But if you offer, you know, they, we, this is what our program is. We, uh, you know, we, we're going to have them take a risk-free assessment, which is going to identify the gaps, which is really causing them to struggle. But first, let's just see if we can actually find a good fit with them. Once you have them come in with their current materials, have them bring their school book in or their study guide, and let's work on that for 30 minutes to see if your student likes working with our instructors. And then once you get it, once they come in, it's like, I got you, you're done. And so what I would do is I'd have, every time the student comes in and I'd have them use the assessment as I, we'd go through the assessment, maybe get a couple pages done each visit until the assessment's done and then take that assessment to the parent and be like, Hey, before you run off at the end of finals, let me show you what we can work on all of summer. We can make up now that we're not worrying about tests and homework and finals, we can focus on these skill gaps from last year that are going to cause trouble next year or in the next subject. And so meet that current need to make that customer happy, but then also create that customized learning plan to show them what you can do going forward and also express how important it is to use the next 10 weeks or three months to get caught up versus slipping farther behind. I mean, that's a part of my personal story is I took, you know, I, was, I played water polo growing up and I would play sports varsity water polo every summer instead of doing math. And every year I started math a little further behind and, and then pre-calc and it was impossible. And so it was just really tough for me to get caught up, but I hated that feeling of feeling left behind in the beginning. And I know that other kids feel that same way too. It hurts your confidence and your ability to really, you're like looking at the, the problems. You're like, I've seen this before, but I can't put my finger on it. Um, and we don't want kids to start their new year behind. We want them to start confident and getting ahead. So really, you know, helping them through with what they're working on, but have them finish that assessment through maybe their first two visits so that you can show them what more Mathnasium can do for them. And then get them signed up for summer or, or the year program. But um, that's what I would do. Anything you want to add to that, Dave? So, no, I think about, that's perfect. I think it's exactly uh, Dave, great. I think it's exactly right and great advice. Uh, I don't do it every morning, but um, I decided to open up uh, to page 255 in the operations manual. Just to, just took a glance. And the first paragraph in, and I know you helped write this section, but the first paragraph in big, bold letters says, aim to convert 50 to 70% of leads by treating every lead like a precious commodity it is. Give all leads a live response, persistent follow-up, 
and polished phone and in-center presentations. The measure of all this is new enrollment. The goal is to enroll 10 to 15 students every month, or if you can, more. This is like the stuff I talk about every day with people. It's, it's written at the top of this section right here in just different words. But, you know, if you're converting 40% or, or less or 45% mm -hmm. or less, like we've got a lead conversion issue that we need to look at. Um, and, and it's not a lead generation issue, which sometimes people come and tell me, they go, I have a lead generation issue. I'm like, no, you have a lead conversion issue. You're not, con you're converting 40%. And I Mm -hmm. every lead it's like the precious commodity it is and we're going to be getting tons of leads coming in in may and um i i dave is there anything you want to add to that i feel like that speaks to your soul <laughs> it it really does well you know in in hold on dave one second uh, the, you know something that i did and i i'm not trying no, you're good. In and out. It's back. Okay. Yes. Over a six-year period, I converted at a 65% rate. And I think that it's something that people have to continue to work at. And I would, you know, the operations manual is not just like an, something to like stick on your shelf and never touch it again i think it's something that you should be reading and rereading and sharing with your staff as well but the the goal here is that you're not gonna get better unless you're willing to practice and like it says have a polished um a, you know sales approach polished sales pitch that in center or over the phone that we're working to get to that 50 to 70 percent rate and i would even say push this push the 65 70 percent i think it's possible when you start to understand normal parent objections and you start to um, kind of anticipate objection and you start to work around those objections a lot of parents have they love the program they love you but they just have some kind of basic concerns and once you deal understand how to deal with those and work through those there's really no reason to keep them from signing up. And I know something that you do, Dan, in the center that I always admired was you'd say something to the effect of, you know, what's holding you back? You know, what, what could I do that would make this more palatable, easier? And a lot of times what you'll find is it's very easy to solve issues. You know, in their mind, they've built it up into this huge thing where, you know, they, they feel like it's an insurmountable request maybe they want a little bit more one-on-one -on -one, or they want to work on homework um you know more more maybe maybe have a one-on-one -on -one, you know or, or, or something you know something they want they want something maybe it's a small change in price twenty dollars or thirty dollars these are all things that we can do to to acquiesce to the parent that's not really going to cost us a whole lot of money yeah. but also it's going to make a big difference in their life and it's going to save and continue the enrollment and the, the revenue stream as well so i think like you said i think you bring up a good point probably something we should dedicate a whole podcast to but a lot of times we think it's a lead generation problem when really it's a lead conversion problem and we're getting the leads and we're getting great people we're just not meeting their needs we're not doing a great job of math modeling we're not doing a great job. Let's just start at the basics. We're not even answering the phone. You know, we're not answering the phone when they call. We're not calling them. Yeah, they back. can't. We're treating. If anyone calls before leads 10 like 
a nuisance is not, not, not going to do it. And that's not, really not like, like you a said, great precious commodities at the I hour, mean, so. if you get a call at 830, that's probably the only time that parent can make that call. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm so glad you brought up the importance of answering the phone because that's the next passage I want to reiterate from the operations yeah. manual. There's a lot of ways to improve lead conversion, right? There's um, improving, there's increasing your availability, improving your phone skills, improving your uh, assessment style, how you do the assessment and go over the results. Um, but nothing, nothing is more important than being available for phone calls from new leads. And it says here, section one of page 255, answering your phone is one of the most important steps for building a successful business but it is easy to overlook when you are busy in the center or with life's other demands. It is crucial that the phone is always answered with a live response. Most prospective customers will not leave voicemails and probably won't call back. They may also call the next competitor or critically question a business that lets the phone go to voicemail, especially during open hours. When prospects are calling, they are actively seeking information to find a solution to their needs and responding to them at this moment is much more likely to result in success. You guys, live answering is so important. Picking up your phone when, it, when they ring, um, you can establish trust with the customer quicker. I love this part where it says, uh, um, it says they, they, they'll uh, critically question a business that lets the phone go to voicemail during open hours. Um, I mean, when I was in your centers, Dave, I, it was the center director's job to answer the phone during center hours. <laughs> and I think we forget that our microsites say that we're open from three to seven thirty, or three to eight or two thirty to seven or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mm -hmm. say that we're available for phone calls the rest of the day. So a lot of the people call during that time because they're expecting someone to pick up. And if you're not staffing appropriately, appropriately, or you're getting too involved on the floor when you should be mm -hmm. managing the business, this can really hurt your lead generation slash lead conversion. Well, you know, when you think yeah. about it too, there's a lot of stuff in, in the sales <laughs> process and you and I are talking at the convention. Stop by the grand ballroom. No, <laughs> uh, so that's a shameless plug. But, <laughs> you know, so, what you'll find is We'll be passing out gummy bears <laughs> yes, for everyone. <laughs> we need gummy bears or something that will entice people to come. <laughs> no, but... Um, you know, a lot of times when you work with people on their sales approach, uh, some of this stuff, ha it's just talent based. Sure. So while, uh, you know, there's this great story I'll tell you real quick about Larry Bird when he when he coached uh, the Indiana Pacers. He said that he had a tough time relating to his players because what came so naturally to him and so easily is is a gift. You know, it's not what <laughs> other people could do easily. And so. He would kind of in the huddle be like, well, why don't you just make that shot? And they're like, well, we're, we're trying. We're, we're trying. Like, it's like, and so he had a tough time relating because what came so naturally Listen, to you him just put the so ball in the net. Kind of Larry Legend hard, like right? to him was really hard to do. Listen, I and don't care if Magic Johnson's A lot of times. In, you put that ball where it goes. Yeah. Like, how hard is that? Yeah. Like, coming from a guy that's a top five player of all time, you know? <laughs> but the, you know. The idea here is that a lot of this stuff in sales is, is talent-based. Some of it, not I should say a lot, some of it is talent-based. But answering your phone is something everybody can do. I don't care how talented or non-talented you are at, at talking to people, sales, um, 
picking up your phone is something that everybody can do. And when your phone rings, uh, you should just try to answer it ASAP. And you should view this as the lifeblood of your business because without leads continually coming in, you're going to have a tough road. And the moment you switch and say, I'm going to answer every call 100% of the time and have that bulldog attitude, understanding that nobody can do that 100%, but I want an answer rate in the 95s, the 97, some, somewhere yeah. in there. You'll notice you'll you'll convert and make more business just by the sheer volume of answering the calls. Um, and furthermore, Dan, I'll just add, I always tell this, I told this in training for two or three years of what I taught the, the, this process and sales process and training. But imagine, I don't know if you've ever had this scenario, but like you're working on your toilet or plumbing or some, some, something. Does that happen to you? The water just starts spraying out. <laughs> and you're like, it oh my that gosh, like, episode. And water's going everywhere. And you're freaking out. <laughs> oh, it's happened multiple times to me. Um, <laughs> but you know, in that moment, and I can give maybe, maybe not yeah. that, but let me give you one more example. You, that probably everybody's had is when you flush the toilet and there it's plugged and the water starts to pour over the toilet bowl. Oh my God. I mean, in, Let's get a thought on in that moment. How much money would you give to make that problem go away? You know, and (laughs) right. But my point is, look, you would you would give a lot, and so that's the angst that some parents feel. Most parents feel when they're calling. They're saying, "Whoever picks up the phone and can get here gets the business," and. They're not going to say, oh, I left a message and then I left another message. I'm just waiting. I'm just going to sit here while I'm waiting, sit in this chair until they call me back. That's not happening. They're going to call Sylvan. They're going to call Huntington. They're calling Kumon. Whoever picks up the phone and makes a connection with them is the one who gets the, the money and yeah. gets the, the enrollment. So and it's important we to know what to, to say when you, when you, you the call phone. me, I'm going to be available. And uh, to that talk. takes me to my next clip from the operations manual. When you're receiving calls, make sure to have a clipboard of a blank math model phones template. And you can just click the link in the operations manual and it'll take you to the template. But it's you don't have to memorize math model. You can have it on a notepad or you can have sheets printed out that'll tell you what to say and when to say it and you can take notes while you're talking to the parent and follow the script and that'll help you get the information you need during the conversation so that you can enter it into radius later and ensure that each cent each of your centers you at least have two staff members trained on how to answer the phone to help when you're busy i mean dave you talk about this a lot that feeling you get where you're sitting with a parent going over an assessment the phone rings and then a new face walks in you're like oh my god my anxiety is so high right now um you know, you got to have staff members trained on how to work with leads so that they can help carry that weight. I mean, like, like you just said, it's not, it doesn't take a lot of talent to follow the script. Um, you just got to add some emotion to it and bring it to life. So using the math model phone template, using the math model period, there's courses on Mathmasium University, uh, which I helped build for, there's videos that you can share with your staff to have them watch for me talking about math model or me talking about lead conversion that will help train your team and then you can kind of go over the notes, go over the video with them. Be like, what'd you the video? And what do you think is going to be easy for you to do? What do you think is going to be hard for you to do? And then go through that. Um, I mean, having the phone go to voice, having a phone call, go to voicemail is the least desirable option. Um, but if it does happen, you should have a voicemail set up like a professional voicemail. Um, thanks for calling Mathnasium in Manhattan beach. This is Dan. Um, and I've had, I've called centers where it does not have a professional voicemail. And as we mentioned before, they're, they're probably not leaving messages on there. So 
Um, but that was about it. I wanted to quote from the operations manual. It's crazy. Uh, it's not crazy, but it's like, this is the same stuff we talk about every day. And it's written out for everyone to use and see inside the operations manual on page 255. So that's going to conclude this podcast today. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm going to hope you guys have a great rest of, uh, have a great May and we'll see you in convention in July. Yeah.